Hey folks, this is Hampton here. I know that Dave and I tend to joke a lot about suicide and uh, make a lot of lighthearted jokes, but honestly, if you're having any sort of trouble, we would recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they do amazing work. They they really um, will talk with you. And so we, we just hope that, you know, you have fun here at the pod, but if you're ever having truly deep suicidal thoughts, that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. We love you. We want you to take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Are you going to fucking answer? On the inside. Do you feel like you got a pink? Are you pink? <laughs> a, creamy, a creamy nougat inside. <laughs> One of the working titles for my album was Pink in the Middle. Pink in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it sounded... What's funny is that like, it's funny to me, but it's just so off-putting uh, as a phrase. Pink in the Middle. Uh, Soft in the middle. Medium Dave. Yeah. I want him pink wow. in the middle. Yeah. I like my Dave a little bit more rare. This album is rare. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. It's hard. I I didn't release it right. <laughs> it's it's impossible to find it on the internet. Mm, yeah. That's what that's what makes good comedy. Yeah, totally. If no one bought it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I like this question. How are you? How how are the you? motherfuck are you? How the fuck are you doing? Listen, dude? if, if mm. you listen to this podcast, just start telling everyone in your orbit right now how you're doing. Yeah, just whoever walks by, just go. I'm good. And uh, yeah, you really alienate Keep, people with your positivity. I've done that before. Keep the illusion up at all times. Yeah, I'm good. I'm fucking killing it. I'm good, man. Yeah, and, I'm good. And they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask. No, yeah, I'm that's good, how, dude. What they would say. I'm, okay. I'm fucking good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's how they'll react. Yeah, no matter who they are. Even if uh, they're alpha, you'll catch them off guard and they'll fall down. Yeah, when you yell how well you're doing, <laughs> even really fucking alpha bros, dude, they fall over. <laughs> they don't like it, man. They can't take it. Hey, you're listening to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Young. This is a comedy and mental health show uh, where we joke our way through some dark fucking shit. Um, today, well, you know, and this iteration of the show uh, is coming to a close. Uh, the show still exists. If you've been listening, you know what we're talking about. The show is going nowhere. This show <laughs> stays around forever. The show will never die. We're going to Fox. Yeah. Uh, we're we, going to Fox. Yes. We got a contract. Um, you guys, we're going up after the Simpsons. Suicide Buddies. Uh, yeah. Wait, actually, oh, it's funny. I, I thought, okay, we're having a little bit of a creative <laughs> disagreement here. Because when I found out we were going to Fox, I thought we were going to Fox News. And uh, I was excited to have our new show be mm -hmm. launched under the name Suicide Wars. Guys who don't and, read the news. Yeah. Wars. Fuck news. Ready to, f are you ready to fuck the news? It's fuck news. <laughs> um, no, uh, 
We are just changing the format away from suicide, which we are so glad we've done a podcast about this. Uh, it has helped us, and we know that it's helped many of you. And uh, I'm proud to have had a show to have talked through suicide so much. <laughs> but it's time for us, uh, both for our own mental health and just because it's time. Uh, mm-hmm. To move forward, time and for so, the little bird to leave the nest. Yeah, little bird gotta fly. Yeah, fly this away. little worm is turning into a <laughs> butterfly called Y'all Ever. Yeah, worms <laughs> turn into butterflies. Yeah, they do. All worms turn into. All right, butterflies. I'll be taking all the questions <laughs> here at the zoo. No, yeah, worms. Um, yeah, worms turn into butterflies. Look, you die. There's worms in you, and then they become butterflies. Let's <laughs> see what the problem is. We're all full of worms. Uh, so yeah, we are. We are over the course of the month of February 2020 uh, saying goodbye to Suicide Buddies and, and saying hello to y'all ever. <laughs> and uh, so we have three episodes of the Suicide Buddies version left. This episode, we are doing the last two suicides in history that we're going to do on the that show. That ever happened. That last, ever happened. That last two. <laughs> the, the, I believe these were the last two suicides the, on record. The la- the second to last suicide yeah. ever was Adolf Hitler. Please disregard all past episodes. Yeah. Don't listen to anything <laughs> anyone else has fucking said. And the last suicide in recorded history is Kurt Cobain on April 8th, 1994. <laughs> um, he, of course... Uh, took his own life um, at the ESPN Zone in downtown LA. (laughs) (laughs) At the Disney store, at (laughs) fucking Universal Studios. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Cool. Where he was, of course, murdered. (sighs) A a nice destination suicide. (laughs) As we've said, this is a comedy mental health podcast where we joke our way through dark shit. I will be reiterating that throughout this. I'm getting caught up now when I really think about like Mm -hmm. spots where people traditionally have killed themselves, Mm -hmm. like the suicide forest in Japan or like the Golden Golden Gate Gate Bridge. Bridge, Like a destination. I can't imagine getting in the car. Right. Going somewhere. Oh, I see. Like, just do it at home. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we live on a bridge. (laughs) I'm not going to another bridge. I'm doing it on my bridge. (laughs) We all live on bridges. (laughs) Man. Solid. Thank you. Good riff. logic. Yeah. Thumbs up on your riffing. Life is a bridge. (laughs) I want to ride it. Life is a... All night long. Life is a bridge. It's a highway. It's a bridge. Life Uh, is a bridge. It's an interstate. Highway bridge. It's a driveway. (laughs) Life is a driveway. (laughs) I want to park it all night long. (laughs) Wow. Life is a driveway is so funny. (laughs) I I feel like life is a bridge is like Avril Lavigne lyrics or something. Totally, dude. But I mean, I can't say. Life (laughs) is a bridge. You got to live under it. If you get addicted to drugs. <laughs> right? It's true. Am it, I right? It, it Thank is true. You. Thank you, I Hampton. do like truth in comedy. <laughs> I'm so happy you said literally anything. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes people get addicted to drugs. And, and they then... have to live under life. You know? It's <laughs> a good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. Thank been, you I feel very like I've been much. living under life. Uh-huh. You know, the bridge. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, I played bridge. The bridge of life. With my life. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm an old woman who plays bridge with her life. With her life. That's so funny, dude. The idea of sitting around and playing cards with someone, and then <laughs> and then you run out of money, and you're like, you know what? I'll bet my life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Vegas. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, um, I don't I'll have any more my life. cash. But <laughs> how much is one human life worth to you? You can do whatever you want to me. And they just look at you and they're like, ten thousand dollars. Got it. If I lose, like, <laughs> pull out my eyes and fuck it. <laughs> fuck my. You skull. do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. You can. My life is yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow right. that's so crazy i'll do you control me he if you win this hand you control me oh. <laughs> he was the shark of las vegas he had his one tactic of wagering his life and fucking any of his holes and killing or the him. reverse whatever I, you want i raised you 35 million dollars now i know you don't have enough money to match that but i'll consider it even if you wager your life <laughs> And you know, look. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not saying you should die. I'm just saying I will control all your thoughts and movements. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and, my... and if I win, I get thirty five million dollars. Oh, then absolutely. Because I have a absolutely. Because I have two pair. <laughs> <laughs> Yahtzee! Uh-oh. Uh oh, Domino, motherfucker, pair Domino. Of, <laughs> pair of threes. <laughs> I have, I have a pair of threes, so I feel safe making this bet with my own life. You suck my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what? Because I have eight queens. <laughs> eight queens. He cheats. He's a cheater. Uh, but nobody knows how many queens there are in a deck in this game, you know, so he wins. Sir, give me back my deck. He's just been stealing decks from other tables. I'm making an Omni deck. I actually made a Magic the Gathering deck. It's a stacked deck. You don't want to fuck with me. This is the fucking dumbest riff we've ever done, and that I is know. saying a lot. I'm very embarrassed. I don't like it. I'm glad this podcast is ending. Yeah, and we're starting a new one with better riffing. That's the, <laughs> that's the y'all ever promise yeah. the riffs will be good we're getting a finer pure riffing shipped mm -hmm. in from Colombia. yeah you know what i mean little, see things like that we're not gonna say things like that <laughs> i'm just saying a little bit of the, a little bit of the riffing it's gonna be a little bit purer oh i see totally there won't be any fentanyl in our riffing <laughs> <laughs> in the new podcast. I think it's going to be a lot more excited. <laughs> less judgment. <laughs> uh, less Dave being a prick, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Um, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, I was just uh, looking at this tape measure and just thinking about how sometimes in life it just feels like you're just inching along, you know? <laughs> And then, <laughs> we've moved on to riffing things in your immediate vicinity. I, I've been looking at this tape measure a you lot. Mean, I, lately, you know, Hampton, man. I've been staring at this tape measure all damn night. And it's about time someone stood up and said something. <laughs> uh, um, well, joke's on you, Dave. How many times do you think I measure my dick? Multiple times a day. Really? Is that true? Multiple I times. Honestly, we'll believe you. It fluctuates so much. How many times? In truth, 
in how a day. How many times in your life mm-hmm. have you measured your dick with a tape measure? How many times? How many times? Oh, incalculable. Is that true? Uh, incalculable. Really? Well, because you always have to find a new place to keep <laughs> measuring from. No, I want to stop riffing I, I, and I want to know the real I answer. Know, I know. <laughs> well, now I've learned that the real way that you measure your dick is from the taint. Okay. Taint. Who taught you this? Taint to the nearest person. You're saying from behind your balls? Yeah, from behind the... Well, you have to count Uh, all of the balls. Count the balls. Yeah, it's like the starting line... So you're going is at your taint, the, and the balls are the first so runner. Even the inches going around, not just the distance, going around the balls mm-hmm. counts as that counts as extra dick. And then you measure uh-huh. from erect penis pointing <laughs> at the person you're attracted to. So all of all of that distance to them. This is the type counts. of shit you can expect <laughs> from y'all ever. Less suicide, more shit like this. I've got a five inch dick. <laughs> Even with all that, ooh, you fu- oh, it's gonna slaughter you. It's fucking huge. No, I'm seriously asking. Do you actually measure your dick a lot? And I mean this a lot. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what a healthy amount is. How, oh, like, I don't either. You, you just say how much you you measure your dick, and then I'll, I'll just jump in. I'll just say my my amount. The reason I'm no no go ahead. Wondering is is I haven't done it that much. I've done it maybe three or four times in my life. Because when yeah, I look at my dick, I'm like, well, it's clearly huge. Yeah, I've done it and twice. <laughs> I've only done it twice. Because <laughs> oh, I'm not, I, I mean, three, four times. Uh, wow, it's kind of weird, <laughs> Dave. Sure, you checked your math right? <laughs> <laughs> Measure twice, cut once, right? <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the last time I measured it was because I was, gonna, I was cutting it and I was giving some of it to you. Because <laughs> I feel like I had too much, you know? Well, I've only measured twice. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm working with. No, but like, I'm actually, I don't know, as far as sexuality goes, I have learned amongst comedians that I'm sort of the weird one. Like, when I started hanging out with comics, very, very fucking right away, I was hearing stories like, yeah, you know when you're eight years old and you fuck the couch? And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you measure your dick like five, six times, you, you, you know, seven, eight times you've measured your dick, uh-huh. uh, you know, eight, ten times. <laughs> Somewhere in the decas, somewhere in the decas, you've measured your dick. In the dickas, you've uh, dickas, you know. And I'm just a normal. I'm a normal good boy. Uh huh. You know, measure twice, cut once. No, but honestly, why won't you answer me? How many times? Like, do you do it? Do you actually do it often? Was that serious? No. Oh, okay. No. Damn. That would have been fun. I do think it's more than four, sure. four or five times. Sure. But like, <laughs> I think that's why at first I was like, I don't know, man. What's normal? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I, I actually don't know. don't know what normal is, but I think I'm kind of weird. Like, I didn't start jerking off until I was 15. Like, I'm just late with all sexual I just started stuff. today, dude. It's fucking. Okay. It, no. So we're not going to be able no. to talk about this. <laughs> Well, I thought you were joking <laughs> with was- yours. 15. What? I wasn't joking. Oh, uh, shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I I came come. <laughs> King came come. I, I, the first time I came come out of my penis. King came come. I was uh, 15. Yeah, that was the first time come came. Oh, what a birthday. Yeah, it was on my birthday. Did you put out the candles? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on, Only air came out, you know? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was it was powerful enough to blow the candles out. And I got my wish, which was to come, which uh, was weird. But No, I think that's what gears people to becoming 
a stand-up comic is we all think we're super weird with sex. Oh, yeah. And the truth is everyone's weird with sure. sex. Right. Sex is stupid. <laughs> right. And people put way too much value on it. Right. And it's like, um, it's funny how I have a bit about it, but it's so true that it's like, even when you think you're like repressed or like you're like, what am I into? It's just, you know, like getting married to like one one bitch. <laughs> Whoa. That's, okay, that's why did it the, go there? That's the one, that's the one person <laughs> I fuck and I, she's with me. Like, it's like, even just like normal, like not normal, but that's kind of my point. It's just like whatever your definition of a like heteronormative like relationship, it's a fetish. Right. Just like we don't wear leather, we wear like wool sweaters. <laughs> right. That's our thing. We take <laughs> all our clothes off. Yeah. I used to write a bit I about I wear jeans every day. I mean, total. <laughs> I used to have a bit that I tr- was trying to make work, and maybe I was just too young and stand up to do it, but I like. It was just tripping me out one day, the idea of a shower, because a shower is literally like, hey, what do you do? What are you into? And uh, and then some guy is like, oh, what am I into? Every morning, I pour water on myself. <laughs> I pour water all over my body. <laughs> but we all do that, so it doesn't feel weird. But it's weird. <laughs> It's weird because if I don't, I smell. Everything, everything about me is incorrect for the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't feel right. People will be like, hey, did you pour water all over yourself this morning? Yeah. Because it smells like you didn't pour yeah. water all over yourself. You should because you look like shit. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I get. Yeah. But I also do think like I've just had a lot of people react to me like saying my sexual history to them being like, whoa. <laughs> it's all late. Like it was all late, and yeah, I guess I, I was later than that. Were too. you? Yeah. Oh, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off for sure, dude. I remember being in my. There weren't uh, that many people in the town I lived in, so our like soccer club teams were weird. Like hmm. the the age ranges for the the leagues in the area were like under nineteen, under sixteen, under fourteen, and under twelve. And when I was 13 i was playing on an under 19 team and so there are these kids that were like 17 that i was friends with and that like you know fancy themselves like uncles to me like really (laughs) acted like that i don't like where this is going and uh, fancied uh (laughs) uncles uncles fancy uncle (laughs) they were fancy uncles uh no no no, they were cool they were cool they but they were like just the cops older (laughs) okay (laughs) They were like older brother types, but they always wanted to like uh, be the ones that like uh, taught me about stuff. And I remember mm. two of them. Uh, we stopped, and the coach we st- we were like in a van driving away from practice one day, and the, the coach stopped to get food. Uh, and while he was inside, they turned around in the front, and they were like, "All right, Ross, <laughs> how much do you masturbate?" And I was like, ah! <laughs> "Like this is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm 14. I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> Ah! Yeah, and uh, they're like, "No, it's cool, dude. Everyone does it. Everyone does it, so you shouldn't be ashamed." That's and looking funny. back, That's funny. it's like very cool of them to be like that because they talked yeah. to me in a very sex positive way. But it was like even bringing it up was so terrifying to me because I uh, totally I yeah. I really remember um, a generation where it used like right before ours, or, uh, where it used to be like you'd make fun of somebody be like he Jay's masturbates. Totally, dude. He fucking jerks off. But dude, it's like the most normal thing ever totally can you believe it i remember being uh we had some sort of like um 
weird day when I was in like fifth or sixth grade where something happened. Maybe there was like a storm or something. And at the beginning of the starting at the beginning of the day, everyone was just in the gym and we had to be in the gym. Like the whole fucking school was mm-hmm. in the gym, mm-hmm. uh, separated into homeroom groups for hours. And this kid that I barely knew came up to me and said, Hey Dave, are you a virgin? And I was like, no. And, uh, <laughs> And then he was like, ah, you're not a virgin. Everyone's a virgin. And then he like ran around making fun of me and saying Dave's a virgin. And it was a nightmare. I didn't even know what a virgin was. And now like knowing what it is, it's like, wait, that's the opposite of what people make fun of you for in yeah, high what? school generally. <laughs> and uh, But it was just, we were so young that it was just a word. And then I reacted that way. And so it became, no, the, yeah, no. Yeah. And so I'm getting made fun of. But like, yeah, that was the era where that was also people would <laughs> say like, oh, shit, now I've got to lose my virginity yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, is anyone Dave, single? Uh, <laughs> Dave's in fifth grade having sex. It's like super illegal. <laughs> Wait, what's it? To what? have sex in fifth grade? Yeah. That's illegal. Is it illegal? Yes. For two fifth graders to have sex? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Very much so. Really? Yep. I didn't. What? Why? What's making you say that? Like, I don't support it. I'm. I, you know, it's like it seems like uh, we're all sh- right, we're in like right. a area of conversation that I'm frank, quite frankly, very uncomfortable with. Uh, <laughs> I certainly don't think having sex with a minor is at all okay or anything approaching it. But, but, but. But people lose their virginities <laughs> to each other when they're kids all the time, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is illegal. Oh, and it is illegal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I never thought about that. That's crazy. Well, it's like on surface level, it's illegal. Like, you literally can't film it. It's like a crime is oh. happening. Like, it's like, you know. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. <laughs> well, it's like a murder or something. I mean, it's same logic. You can't, like, film a murder, you know. It's like, um, it's a crime. Um, and it's both statutory rape, basically, because it's like, you know, imagine really? if, if someone was just even five days older than the other one, right? Then th- then don't you get to claim, like, well, he's older than her wow. or whatever. Like, if you're just under whatever the legal age is, it's illegal behavior. Now, it's up to the law to decide how they'd punish that or what. This is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is pretty terrifying how read up on consent laws I am. <laughs> no, Dave, listen. <laughs> L- wow. Listen to me. I just always assumed like, yeah, like people in their teens hook up all the time. Well, uh, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and the the idea of it being against the law is really but you do insane drink. to me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. drink before you're, you know, 21 and you like uh Yeah, but this but that's like a law. Like that's a there's no, there's an age of consent with adults, but that age of consent, I just, I just had never interpreted it as for that exists for everyone. Like even if it you're, would, here's the thing yeah. is almost no one in the fucking world would like, yeah, try to send both kids <laughs> to jail. Like, yeah. you know, it's like common sense sort of shit, but like a parent could, if like, really? say the huh. other boy is a couple months older or some shit. You do have a case to be like, whoa, fucking statutory rape, like right there. Really? That's yeah. crazy to think. Well, yeah. I mean, well, okay. <laughs> I'm gr- I, for one, am grateful for these laws. I know that this has been a real bummer for you. <laughs> <laughs> but the law, wow. I mean, I just but didn't realize. I'm, I'm into the law. I That's don't know. so crazy. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Um, 
I uh, what were we talking about that led into that very weird <laughs> conversation that we just had? Right. By the way, guys, if I'm wrong at all, please write any concerns to Google.com. The thing is, yeah, I think the kids are allowed to. I mean, it's uh, I don't even want to. I don't even like saying it, but I, like I lost my virginity when I was 17 to a 17 year old. Sure, and uh, I think that was what's, fine what's of us state? to do. What state? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, Vatican City yeah. Legal forever New York dude And we did it fucking At the top of the fucking Empire State Building Dude <laughs> Man the uh, Second time I ever had sex um, I think uh, My girlfriend at the time Had just Hit her 18th birthday Uh huh and uh, we, Georgia, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'm so loyal and so good. Um, well, it's it's a really fucked up story. It's actually kind of long to tell, but basically, uh, we were in a car. This is the second time I've ever had sex. Uh-huh. The first time was already kind of fucking weird. So this is my second go at it, and uh, uh-huh. we're fucking, and then the cops come up. Whoa! Like we were in like an abandoned construction lot. Uh, we just were like, oh, no one's around here. And then the Whoa. cops literally come over the hill. We're oh like, my God. oh, my God. And so I, I go to my girlfriend at the time and go, like, just just lay down. Just lay down. <laughs> Whoa. We're the only car for miles. And we're like, just just lay down. So we lay down, like, you know, side by side, just, like, pretend to be dead. <laughs> and like, like, And the cops literally come get out of the car, come up to the window, like, tap, tap, tap light flashlight in there and like wow and then i go like i pretend like what what whoa <laughs> what what what's happening wow what? oh i'm sorry <laughs> and like literally it was like they were like she's uh legal right i'm like yeah totally like just had a birthday like we just don't have anywhere to go uh to have sex sort of thing and like they were like uh, okay like you're free to go but uh weird <laughs> they were just like that's really weird really tra- yeah they, they were like it's not know, that weird i think they're pretty they're, it's a pretty conservative town pretty oh, straight Virginia, so just yeah. like the idea of like in new york fucking, they're like fucking outside is like crazy oh know? wow um yeah wow Interesting. uh yeah so exactly <laughs> man that's just so funny. I guess I just like, yeah, that's very funny. It's very funny to think that like two consenting 17-year-olds that yeah. were dating, we've been dating for a year, uh, that had we been caught, which mm-hmm. would, is an interesting mm-hmm. idea anyway, <laughs> that the reaction of the police could have been, you're both going to juvie. Well, they were that's like, so you are crazy. lucky. Really? They, they really stressed. They're like, you are lucky. She's uh, they were like, get the fuck out of here, you know, like sort of thing. Like if if this had been her illegal, we would have just ran you in. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, well, yeah. So I they were sex like, with a minor is awful. Well, if it had been. A- <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's the same situation. It's just a week earlier. Like, that's what they're saying. Like, if this literally hadn't just it's an important week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when a per- that's when a woman becomes a woman. Well, I also week after yeah, no, no, I know what you're turning saying. eighteen. Well, that era is very weird. I, yeah, I mean, I guess I was older than my girlfriend then. So if that had happened around my 18th birthday, we would have been dealing with that kind of thing. Uh, that's uh, that's really interesting. <laughs> you know what the best mm-hmm. of that all that whole situation was? I literally had a whole conversation with the cops while just naked. Right. I was just talking to them with like an erect dick and just like, um, okay, just like for the love, out of just. Your dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Officer down. <laughs> I've been hit. He's like, call, call it back up. This kid's coming everywhere. <laughs> I do. Oh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm just like literally by my car. Like, um, you're not going to believe this is just crazy, mm-hmm. but we have nowhere to go. And uh, we're both 18. I'm like, please, please yeah. for the love of God, don't arrest me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was just naked in front of two cops. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Standing. Weird. All right. Well, I got some road dates. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking um, yeah, pump some road. Pump, <laughs> pump some of that yeah. road. Let's, let's blow a road. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. I shoot roads. <laughs> um, I uh, I have some stuff coming up in the southeast in March. I'm very very excited. I am going to be the first weekend in March, the fifth, um, sixth, and seventh. I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana, New Orleans, and Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And then at the end of the month, I'm doing a run through the southeast where I'll be in Tennessee and Georgia and Alabama and Florida a little bit and South Carolina and North Carolina a little bit. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So all those, all those, uh, ticket links are at Dave to the Um, and I will be in, uh, new dates, uh, Kansas city and Detroit, uh, April 3rd and April 5th. I'm trying to line up some sort of date in either like Indianapolis or Chicago for that April 4th in between, uh, so if you guys know any place in Indianapolis and want to hit me up, hit me up. But I'm trying to figure it out myself anyway. So no, sure. no, no pressure. <laughs> and then uh, more recently, I'll be doing a movie riff show with Jonah Ray and Baron Vaughn here in L.A. at the Dynasty Typewriter Theater, February, February 22nd. Um, tickets at HamptonYunt.com. Uh, you can also go to DynastyTypewriter.com. And that's going to be super fucking fun. I'm going to be at the show hanging out, oh, but yeah. uh, I'm not booked on it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm, are you a movie? Thanks. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm fucking stoked for that. Um, also, Hampton and I have both been talking about our uh, new solo podcasts that are coming out. Actually, there's a test episode of my solo podcast on our Patreon, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. But I've been saying that it was going to start at the beginning of February. And... Um, I uh, was just wrong about that. My plan has been for a while to start that show, but then we made the decision about y'all ever, and I kept myself on the same timeline. And I just realized while I was on the road, um, we're going to focus on the release of y'all ever, and then I will start my... And I don't know, maybe in yeah. the middle of that I'll start my... But I, I need a little bit more time. It's, I was wrong that it was going to start. <laughs> it's been a lot in flux. Yeah. And it's like, i am been... Uh, Trying to start my podcast with Georgia, uh, my wife, uh, called Nice Bum, Where Are You From? And <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to get it up. Uh, how to get it up. <laughs> Can't uh, get it up. Yeah, Loser. It <laughs> <laughs> no, Take some pills. We've recorded it, and then like we're waiting on the approval. It's like it's a whole fiasco. So, guys, uh, thank you for staying with us as like the best audience ever. Uh, and we are launching these new projects and just, you know, be on the lookout for them. Yeah. Sometimes people listen to this episode a month too late and, you yeah. know, it's just right on time for the, for our new projects. Uh, and our, our uh, next week is the second and last episode of this show as Suicide Buddies. We're going to be interviewing our friend Erin Lennox, who has dealt with suicide a lot in her life and is also a close friend of both of ours. We're really excited for that. And then the last one, the last Thursday in February... Uh, it's just going to be a big goodbye episode where we read your emails and um, and notes and letters and stuff like that. And 
probably cry. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, write in if you guys want us to um, read and uh, say out loud anything significant that you think. I mean, I don't want to like make a lot of people write, but I mean, I don't know. Reach out if you want. No, yeah, write if you want. If you have anything you want to say, and obviously we can't guarantee we will read it on the show, but now is the time. That's what that episode is for. If uh, there are things you want to share before Suicide Buddies stops being Suicide Buddies, let us know. And if not, I mean, we've got plenty to say just between us anyway. So, yeah. This episode, though, is about fucking Kurt Cobain and Adolf Hitler. Who and who are? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dumb and dude. Uh, they're like the Martin and Lewis of our <laughs> oh era. God. Yeah, classic comedy duo. Kurt Hitler, Cobain, Cobain and Adolf yeah. Hitler. Uh, yeah, this has been fun. It's been a long time in the works. Uh, and we're going to do it right after this ad for... Pants or stamps or toothpaste. Tooth, tooth pants. Tooth pants. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Doesn't matter what they say, cause I'm gonna get my way. If I don't wanna go. Wow, that was good. You can't hear, but off mic, I was like, how should we start? And then we just did it, man. That was good. That's how you pump up any audience. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Pump up the jam slash volume. You know? <laughs> man, remember Stomp? That was pretty cool. The music? The tap dance thing? <laughs> that was musical? pretty. Remember when tap dance was cool? Was, man, was... I missed that era. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Stomp really was like, hey, we've renovated tap. It, oh, it's, totally. It's not a tap. It's a stomp now. It's stomp. Yeah, and then this happens with everything that's lame over the course of history. We did it with cupcakes eventually. <laughs> People who make cakes became bosses instead of... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you remember when making cakes, everyone who made cakes was a fucking loser, but now they got tattoos and they ride motorcycles and they commit crimes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the crimes are the cakes, man. They, yeah. Every one of them seems like so unappetizing. The cakes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My big thing is they always use like a ton of marzipan. Yeah. And I'm like, that is the least appetizing thing you could fucking. I don't know if I've ever eaten marzipan. Is it just sugar? Just caked sugar? Yeah, it's fucking gross, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that's 90% of the cake. Like, I've never seen one of those cake shows where they're like, it's a peanut butter, like, sandwich. Chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chippy, you know, like, it's something that I'd go, mmm. Right. Mmm, that sounds good. Right. Instead, it's always like, can you? make this marzipan thing look like the you know death of jesus christ yeah exactly (laughs) no i know well the most elaborate cake in the world we finally made a cupcake that has bacon and cumin now i like what i uh it's mint you'll notice the uh the cake of the last uh rites of christ Mm -hmm. Uh, he has a raspberry jam stigmata coming out of his hands Mm -hmm. that's a that's Mm -hmm. raspberry jam (laughs) 
was no, going to no, see no, 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 Hampton's might, you face. You might notice uh, Jesus Christ here on the on the uh, Mount of uh, Golgotha. He has a soiled diaper, but of course that diaper is soiled with a type of fudge <laughs> <laughs> that actually that actually originated in this region that we're in right now. Yes, he's been shitting um. a type of fudge raspberry. <laughs> Blood and shit uh, combo. Uh, it's very delicious. Um, Served it's on Mars. Funny that you bring this up, Hampton, because Aristotle and I got you a cupcake no. in the shape of uh, the moment of Hitler's death. <laughs> uh, and uh, the cupcake oh. is the is the uh, bullet wound. And granted, he didn't shoot himself, but. Uh, in our interpretation, he did. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a fantasy episode of Suicide Buddies, where Hitler died from a gunshot wound, and Kurt Cobain died from... Uh, I don't really know. Actually, there's some... Uh, How Hitler died. There's some discrepancy with that. Um, with Hitler? Uh, yeah, with Hitler and the way he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was reading this article, and uh, it was going to be the second one I was going to read, but this would be a perfect time, actually, to get into this. Cause... Well, what do you think I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> no one. Right, so this one is about. Uh, it's from uh, newstatesmanamerica.com. I looked it over. It does. It seems to be a liberal adjacent site. It does with a name like that, New Statesman America. I was like, is this just some like alt right? Uh, sure. You know, bullshit. Um, but it seems to be some sort of European uh, publication. And let's see, it's a... Russian? Yeah. I'm just going to attribute the whole thing to... See, this is part of why we've stopped doing the research, is I've I've learned... You're I'm, bad. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but my favorite uh, thing is to actually just read someone's article mm. who's done the research and then just comment on that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so attribute the hell out of it. You can find this at newstatesmen.com. It was written by Luke Daly Groves. Uh, and he wrote a book about it, Hitler's Death, The Case Against Conspiracy. So, here we start. Uh, Headline of the article, 74 years on, Hitler's suicide is still shrouded in politics and propaganda. So, this is kind of about how (laughs) when um, Hitler died, a lot of people didn't want people to know he killed himself or that he was dead. Why? Initially, because there were still politics kind of at play. In the German, in Germany? In, in Russia, especially. Oh. It was basically Stalin was the one who was... Um, oh, he was Stalin? Stalin, <laughs> Stalin, that's what they called him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Pretty believe good. it was a bombing um, by the Soviets when he had uh, killed himself. Oh, And okay. so, like, they were kind of in charge of the investigation. You know what I'm saying? Like, recovering the body and all this shit. And for years, they were like... He's, uh, who knows where he, he is? He's fine. Never found the body. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I think we're going to need a little bit of explanation of who Adolf Hitler is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Let me go back. Uh, in 1939, um, six million Jews me tooed Adolf Hitler. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sent my boy up the river. <laughs> wow. Now, Holy shit. Uh, yeah, there was a pissed off artist, yada, yada, yada. Germany was in a <laughs> Hitler got state of too. decline. And he rose to power. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that's the story. You know, it's funny. It's usually, yeah, we go over the person's life, but I'm like, you know what? You've you look up Hitler's life. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> it's maybe too. I'm much I'm going to, to explain every detail of Kurt Cobain's <laughs> life. 
<laughs> so the article begins on the 30th April uh, 1945 as the Red Army battled the last remaining fanatical resistance of Nazi Germany in the streets of Berlin and the Second World War in Europe was drawing to a close Adolf Hitler retired to his private quarters in the Führer bunker one last time I like that huh. it's called the Führer bunker I feel like the fact that it was called that man he was destined to live there <laughs> I mean it's like because <laughs> he's the Führer the kill myself shack oh weird <laughs> what happened in that room I love that song <laughs> By Jack. the B fifty twos. It's a little old place there. where I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gun blast. It's a little old shack where. So, what happened in that room continues to be a source of mystery, controversy, and debate. Seventy four years later, politics is largely to blame. Uh, politics. I don't get involved in politics anymore. I detest politics," said Hitler from his bunker. And yet, the arc. Hypercrit uh, proceeded to dictate a last political statement. Moreover, in, cho in choosing to kill himself, instead of escaping to his holiday retreat in Obersalzburg, Obersalzburg, racist. <laughs> he, Hitler's a racist. Hitler was hoping to make a final extreme political statement. Uh, Medicare for all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they had it. <laughs> right. I don't well, not all. <laughs> <laughs> not all. Definitely sometimes, not all, dude. <laughs> there were stipulations. Like, no more health <laughs> for you. <laughs> the idea of saying that Hitler had Medicare for all, that's so funny, dude. Um, as long as you were the good on the good <laughs> yeah. side. As long as you were on the nice list. <laughs> on the 1st of May, uh, <laughs> Admiral Karl Dunitz, Hitler's nominated successor, broadcast wow, a... <laughs> Who donuts? I'm having fun. Who donuts? Hurts donuts. Uh, Carl, who donuts? Um, <laughs> broadcast a message on Hamburg Radio stating that Hamburger Radio. <laughs> this is fun. Hamburger. <laughs> it's just uh, him holding up a Big Mac. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why people were like, "You're not handling suicide sensitively enough." <laughs> I mean, God, Dave. This, <laughs> sorry. This this innocent man <laughs> committed. How dare you? No, sorry. You? I'm not supposed um, to say committed suicide. He, he basically mm -hmm. was. Uh, his admiral was still uh, promoting the message that um, uh, Hitler had died at his post fighting Bolshevism. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Foreign Office did not want Hitler's manner of death to become a subject of myth and argued almost immediately that Britain must do all in our power to play it down. But the Soviet leader, Joseph Stalin, had other, other ideas. On the same day that Soviet soldiers announced to the world that they found Hitler's body and confirmed that he'd poisoned himself, Stalin was spreading a myth of his own, the idea that Hitler was still alive. Wow. Yeah. You know what he poisoned himself with? Domestic beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that shit tastes like shit. Man. Uh, you gotta come to Silver Lake. It was Lake. a Miller Light. We it have was a good beer at Silver Lake. Yeah, we got craft brew at the bars I hang out at. It's not fucking poison like that. Excuse I, me, I'm, I'm a little bit of a beer Hitler. Uh, I like to exterminate all inferior beers. <laughs> so uh, if you can help yeah. me out. Six million bottles of Bud Light were thrown in the trash. We're going to make Oktoberfest <laughs> a thousand years long. A thousand years of Oktoberfest. A thousand year Oktoberfest. Wow. Oh, People man. Just puking in those beer steins. We're wow. going to have a thousand year beer 30. <laughs> 
will be Miller time till the end of time. <laughs> a thousand year Miller time is so funny. That's why all the trains were trying to be run on time because no one wanted to drive anymore. <laughs> Got to make those trains happen. <laughs> Oh uh, man, time. I'm I, drunk. You know, I had a, I had a thought about this when you were just saying about Stalin that I had never thought before. Mm. Have you ever thought about how Britain rhymes with kitten? Absolutely. Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I wonder if Eminem's ever done that in his raps. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you come from Britain. I call you a kitten. You wearing mittens. You fit to be wearing mittens with them kittens. You coming from Britain? <laughs> <laughs> Come up from Britain to wear the kittens and get in the mittens. Oh my god, dude. Holy shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I um, guess people basically were just using his death um to still kind of like play like Stalin for the longest time was basically like maybe he went to Spain or Argentina. Like oh, wow. you never know. Like I remember there's like a movie a science fiction movie that's entirely about that. It's called oh, the, really? the Boys from Brazil, I think. Oh, right. It's all about like cloning Hitler in like Argentina. Right. Shit. Like this weird ass fucking sci-fi movie. But like for years, like the Simpsons made jokes about it. Like that. Yeah. Oh, Hitler, he's, he's in South America. Yeah. And it's like, that's from just Stalin, like playing these weird games. Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. For y- years and years. He was just Stalin, man. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that, like, he had <laughs> killed himself with a gun. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he poisoned himself? Ava Braun poisoned herself. I see. He had more than likely shot himself, but then, like, part of it is, I swear to God, they were trying to, like, emasculate Hitler by being, like, he poisoned himself. Oh, really? Because shooting yourself is a, was seen as a masculine, like a soldier's form oh, of death. Oh, I see. No, literally, it was like, that was seen <laughs> as a soldier's form of death. Wow. And then, like, poisoning yourself is, like, what women do. And, like, wow. so they tried to just be like, maybe Hitler's alive, and then they're like, you know, he probably, like, killed, you know, used poison. He, yeah, but he probably <laughs> died like a little fucking coward, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, it's like, it's like What a dumb shit. world we live in. That's so insane. I know. It's to make that delineation odd. is so telling. That's so crazy. <laughs> that says so much about the people that said that. I think they, you know what? They were not super liberal just yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think they weren't ready for you're, some of you're the You're saying politics. Stalin wasn't woke? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you know, they the Russians were kind of feminist in like a lot of the ways that they were like well women work uh work they're in the <laughs> yeah. army and Total. they can be shot just as you know just and as they'll as man. they'll beat you up <laughs> they'll beat you up <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know you know it, I, but then i think it was more just to discredit hitler wow which seems obvious you know sure but i think there was just so many still moving parts to after the war Of like how you wanted your nation to be perceived, how you wanted Germany's defeat to be perceived, and you know America also yeah part of that yeah wow interesting I I think it's just fucked up to like use somebody's suicide like that (laughs) (laughs) for like your own personal gain. This is actually a perfect time to talk a little bit about 
my friend and your friend, <laughs> Kurt Cobain. All apologies. The thing, yeah, all apologies, but Kurt Cobain is dead. <laughs> I wonder if anyone, I wonder if Kurt Loder said that uh, <laughs> on MTV News. Remember MTV News? Yeah. That's where I got my news before that's Twitter. Where, that's honestly where I found out about <laughs> too many tragedies. I know. <laughs> like, I unfortunately heard mm-hmm. from Kurt Loder being like, I'm sorry, this is the only way you ever see me, yeah. but there has been a shooting. There has been a It 9/11. was a cool thing that MTV did, because uh, if, if you're younger and don't know what we're talking about, uh, MTV was like music mostly music videos still back then and shows that played music videos, but then there were some occasional narrative shows or like concerts or whatever. And we all watched it all day, every day. That's yeah, what just, every kid watched. You just flip it on when yeah. you come home and... Happened in the background. Just st- yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Stare at it, whatever. And uh, and they did these like three minute news segments at the top of every hour called MTV News. And this guy Kurt Loder and some other uh, <laughs> VJs would just like say the news. And thank God they did because it was the only reason I knew what the fuck was happening. Otherwise, I just would have seen <laughs> the same Arcade Fire video ten times. In a, well, that was more when I was in if college. If I didn't but, get MTV mm-hmm. News, I would still mm-hmm. be buying tickets to go see Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> totally, <laughs> I'd still be supporting OJ. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about the Clinton uh, impeachment. So I think the biggest uh, tragedy with Kurt Cobain is that his middle name was Donald. And I didn't know that until I started reading about him, and that made me feel bad for him. Uh, It doesn't suit. Donnie. Kurt Donald Cobain. Sounds very funny. Donnie, the D-man. The D-man, Donald. Big D. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually, his full middle name was Donald Trump. (laughs) His name was Kurt Kurt Donald Donald Trump Trump Cobain. Cobain. (laughs) Uh, No, obviously, you know, uh, I don't hate that his name was Donald. If you're out there and your name is Donald. It's starting to build the case of like uh, he was reportedly like bullied a lot. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, that's like. I just wonder if his. I I actually did just laugh at the name Donald just because, like, this is a person who's named Kurt Cobain. It's so fucking punk sounding. Uh And then Donald is just such a regular American name shoved right in the middle there. It's very funny. The fun thing with Uh, them, and I know, like, someone did it. There's like a TV show that maybe did a joke about it, but like, you literally, any child's name, you can make fun of. Oh, totally. It depends if that kid is. Not adjusting to the right. class, but it's like Kurt. It'd be like, nah, spurting Kurt. He's always spurting cum. Yeah, totally. Kurt, Kurt cum, cum pants. He's coming, cum, cum pants. And then, like, by the end of the year, you're just called pants. Dude, <laughs> the way and that. Pants is here. Pants showed up. Probably the biggest way that I got made fun of in eighth grade, which is arguably the worst year of everyone's life. And uh, I. Yes. That year was the year that Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And the, like, mo- the easiest uh, to pull out line from that. Was David Lee Roth lights the menorah, and I shit you not, people would walk up to me in the hallway and get an inch from my face and go, "David Lee Roth lights the menorah." I'm not doing, and I'll be like, "Why? It's so mean, but it doesn't mean anything." Um, I was just uh, having a lot of trouble. Adjusting. And they're like Hitler's still mm. alive, <laughs> and I was like, I know, I'm anti-Semitic <laughs> across the board. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there is. I mean, obviously, there is a lot of dispute over Kurt Cobain's suicide as well. Um, there are a bunch of movies about it. Uh, Montage of Heck is a great one. There's one called uh, Inception. Kurt- uh, Inception, Interstellar, uh, um, Gladiator, uh, yeah, Super Size Me, 
<laughs> the Hangover. <laughs> uh, his daughter yeah, actually executive produced Montage of Heck, which I didn't realize. And yeah, there's uh, there's just I don't know. I guess I'm saying there's just a bunch of movies about that. And so yes, I just it's worth saying right here. It's interesting that the details around Hitler's suicide were foggy and lies. And I just wonder, it's just a thing. Suicides, I was reading about it. Suicides are constantly misreported as not suicides or the person just disappears or whatever. That happens too. Mm. So our statistics on suicide are are very faulty for that reason. And uh, so I guess it's not that surprising that that fact is taken advantage of for the sake of people in that person's life or in the world that they're affected by. In the case of Kurt Cobain, it's people saying that, uh, I almost just said Hillary Clinton when I met Courtney Love, and I don't <laughs> know why. Oh my God. <laughs> it's people saying Hillary Clinton nah, did it. there's a one-to-one connection there. Uh, <laughs> both are equal monsters. <laughs> Hillary did That's it. That's fucking insane. Did you read her emails? She killed Kurt Cobain. That's why. That's what's in there. <laughs> Hillary, and, uh, <laughs> Hillary's so fucked up because of that time period she was with Kurt. Yeah, totally. You know? Right, 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 right. She's like, he's an artist. It's just insane, though. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, uh, Kurt, you're tearing our family apart. <laughs> I'm just going to go be Secretary of State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird when Kurt Cobain was president. Um... <laughs> But yeah, as a result, I'll just talk about it really quickly. There are people that think Courtney did it. There's like all sorts of theories that surround whether or not Courtney did it. There's a a small group of people that think perhaps his record label did it because they were worried about the money they'd lose if he changed the type of music he was playing. I mean, I'm not going... That exists, but we're not going to talk about that with Kurt because we don't know what the... No, it's reported as a suicide and we are a suicide podcast and so i want to talk about uh that and i want to tell you the the stats on um suicides being misreported actually came from beverly cobain kurt cobain's cousin Hmm. who whoa i don't know how close they were in their lives but they were at least close enough for her to be like deeply deeply affected by his death and his cousin beverly cobain is she was already a registered nurse when he died. She had been, she had studied to be a nurse and worked in the medical field for a, a while. And um, two of her uncles, so two of Kurt's uncles, had taken their own life already by the time Kurt yeah. took his own life. And then she completely switched gears to focus only on suicide prevention and has written books and travels the country talking about it. She's a fascinating person and I would look her up. I really. Uh, want to talk about her the most because here's the deal yes there are inconsistencies in the evidence there was uh, <laughs> some shit took a while to report some accounts changed over time there are some people that have very good reason to think it was a murder instead of a suicide but whether it was a suicide or not doesn't really matter uh, for uh, the way that we're talking about it because yeah. he was a person with mental health problems yeah he just was I think uh, also like such a high profile um, suicide gets, It's gonna have people questioning well, it Well it just yeah. has so much scrutiny over it Yeah That it's like You scrutinize over anything yeah. you can find cracks I, in yeah. the pavement I don't know how to break this to you But like most legal cases There's 
there's an area that you could always kind of find right. somewhere. Well, what if someone showed up right, you know, five seconds before and handed that person the drugs or something? You know what right. I mean? Like, but this is like a, a news story that the nation stopped. Kurt Loder said, hey, literally stop yeah. jacking off. Listen, Kurt Cobain's dead. I stopped jacking off to find out about this. <laughs> I stopped. But it's like the nation froze. Yeah, And totally. therefore, the entire nation is like, what really happened? People don't want to believe that he took his own life. Yeah. Because he was such a god, you know? It was like, like he was a god to us in the sense that he was that famous. We all knew who he was. And so that type of person is kind of Im like right. impenetrable. They shouldn't be able to just die. In our mm. minds. And so it's psychologically very hard yeah. to cope with. And That's then there true. were a great many people that really loved his work and loved him and, and like felt a great sense of loss and wanted it to not. I mean, to be such a fan of someone and they and they choose to go could feel like it's personal for you. And there are people That's that question it for that reason. Yeah. Um, and then there were people that like were actually close with him and loved him and were like uh, having trouble with it. There are like people in his life who still think that it was a murder. But then Chris Novoselic, uh, the bassist for Nirvana, who was like a really, really longtime friend of his, who in interviews, yeah. like literally you could see Chris uh, while Nirvana was together and Kurt was alive, sort of like getting his back nonstop. He was the guy around protecting Kurt. That always felt like that was their relationship to me. Well, yeah, he um, seemed like the, kind of the, the steering Right, know, captain of a lot of the ship. Yeah, I mean, Kurt is the like the wind in the sails. He's the natural talent. But right. like, yeah, Novoselic was basically like the businessman, the yeah. person who was like part manager of the fucking band. Right, and, like you know how are we gonna make this actually be successful? Did you know that uh, Dave Grohl asked Chris Novoselic to be in Foo Fighters, and he said no. And yep. the reason he said no was I don't want to just make Nirvana too. Cool. What a cool guy. <laughs> I really, I read about him a lot. I was just like, That's this guy right. is so cool. My immediate reaction is like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think it would also have been cool if he's like, fuck yeah. Right, of course. You know what I mean? But I, I, I think it's at least an honest answer. It's an honest answer. And then he it's like went answer. on to, he played with them a little bit. And then he fucking played on a Flipper album, which is, which I didn't know. And that's amazing. And toured with Flipper for a while. And he like just played in some other bands. He had a band called Eyes Adrift with, the drummer from Sublime and one of the members of the Meat Puppets. And I just think it's so insane that that's a real band that no one ever found out about. <laughs> what a horrible, what a <laughs> fucked up world we live in. But anyway, um, Chris said, I'm convinced Kurt killed himself because he purchased a 20 gauge shotgun. Kurt was not interested in hunting birds or squirrels. He bought that firearm as a suicide device. And so yeah. there are people that feel that way. There are people that don't, but I don't know. Either way, this is a person with a troubled life that was, having uh, bad mental health problems. And I just want to talk about that. Um, so very quickly, the way it went down, he was found April 8th, 1994 uh, at his home with a, a shotgun laying over him and uh, a head wound. And there was a note found nearby about a week before he had escaped from the rehab that he was in. Yeah. And uh, a few people saw him and then he disappeared <laughs> April 3rd. And April 3rd was the last time anyone saw him alive. The thing is like... It's like I get conspiracy theories, but like you were saying, like um, it's his cousin, right? Who, who yeah. Like it's like if you just look at the case and the individual, this right. is somebody who is 
if he didn't kill himself, this is a dude who is like 99% very likely to kill himself. Right. Well, we were talking about that you know off I mean? mic. Like- so, so I just, I want to get to that, but I just really quickly want to say the situation. So, uh, everyone knows it that he was found that way. I'm, I'll read the note later. He had a gun that was purchased for him illegally by his friend, Dylan Carlson, the guitar player from the band earth and wind of fire and, uh, earth, wind and fire. Absolutely. And it was because four guns had been taken away from him over the course of the 10 months leading up to that. So, like, they were taken away from him. He was buying these guns, Hampton pointed out, because he felt like he needed to protect himself. That was at least the reason he was giving. Well, I, I was just saying that this is a possibility. Oh, I see. Sure. Of, of his mentality. Because all those documentaries, he is so paranoid. Right. Especially in that last year. And he's like... He's engaging with like drug dealers. He has people coming to the house who are unknowns. Right. And a lot of the sort of thing which like and he has a pregnant wife. Right. And there's been like other instances where at times not Kurt being violent, but like he's definitely been like he he called out this reporter and he was like, You don't want this man, like threatening calls. You right. Know? And it's like, um, I could at least see the mentality of someone who's like, Well, I need protection right like i'm kurt cobain and he's like, like i have a pregnant wife and like all he, this fucking attention on me like literally like in. one yeah. of the at the time one of the most famous people on earth there are people coming after <laughs> Dude, him i yeah. just heard this weird ass story um and go look it up yourselves guys uh, listening to the podcast to the podcast but like um david spade has this incredible story of like when his bodyguard tried to murder him whoa like legit just had a mental break tried to murder him and the story kind of ends with like David Spade gets his shotgun. Like he has a shotgun under the bed and it like took all this fucking work to get back in the house and like get the shotgun. But I was like, David Spade as a fucking wow. 12 gauge. Well, he was really funny. I mean, uh, really famous. <laughs> I meant to say famous, but he was really funny. So he had a gun. <laughs> he goes up on stage with the shotgun. What is Pretty this funny. What do you guys think about this? Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things of like, I couldn't imagine that person like drawing a fucking giant shotgun. And I was like, right. Whoa, damn. Okay. I get, I get when you're like, I, so I he had that. had guns yeah. and he's also, you know, someone who's like does crazy shit kind <laughs> of also, you know, mm-hmm. he does heroin. So he's just, like in that world. Like you said, mm-hmm. he had had three guns. The cops came to his house on a domestic dispute call and took the guns. Ooh, the guns yeah, were then given yeah. back to him. And then court, he bought a fourth gun, and then Courtney called and told the police he was suicidal, and they came and took those four guns. So then he got his friend to illegally buy him another gun. And that's, it's funny, it's like, Damn. yeah, it's tough to hear all that information and not question some of those people's motives, but I would urge you not to, because, like, we don't know what was going on in their friendships oh, sure. and romance and stuff, you know? Yeah. like I'm sure if you were honestly, mm-hmm. like, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really playing devil's advocate for no reason. It's fine. But if you were his friend, you'd be like, well, if he's going to kill himself, he's going to kill himself. Like, he'll he'll right. just, like, hang himself or do, like, you know, gas oh, interesting. or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can figure it out. Um, well, yeah, this guy, Dylan Carlson, is, like, a very good friend of his. But if Kurt was like, I need, I need protection, man. Getting calls in the middle of the night. Right. You know, Courtney's pregnant, scared. Need a gun, dude. Need a gun. There could have been a million reasons. <laughs> not, I mean, it's tough. Not, I just I'm feel not like depressed anymore. Like people that have been a dick to that dude, and that's fucked up. <laughs> Don't know. do that. I know. I, I bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, so that's the situation, and um, and uh, 
so I, I found this article about, you know, I read the regular stuff, the like histories of him and his dealings with a lot of people know that he had chronic bronchitis and he had chronic stomach pain that people now think is maybe IBS. It was some bad undiagnosed stomach condition. And at some point in 1991, uh, there on Nirvana's European tour, the pain was so bad that Kurt literally said, quote, the heroin is the only thing that's saving me from shooting myself right now. (laughs) It's like a literal. Yeah. And so, but I found this great article, uh, that was an interview done by Brian Libby for Consumer Health Interactive. And it's called, the name of the article is Even in His Youth. And it's an interview with Beverly Cobain, Kurt Cobain's cousin. And she's who I was just talking about. And so, like, it's really interesting. There's a lot of, all of the common discussion around Kurt Cobain is who did it if it wasn't him. (laughs) And did he do it? And what are the reasons he could have done it? And a lot of, so there's a lot of people saying online that um, apparently Kurt hated his fame, that he did, that he liked being like a punk rock superhero. And then he, he flipped over into being mainstream famous. And he always would say that people were misinterpreting what he was saying. And he hated that. And it drove him crazy. And the fame itself was hard for him to manage. And like, mm-hmm. w- you know, like that, why he felt stressed out all the time. And he called that reporter and was crazy. And, um, and then when, and the, this is the only article I've found that was like this, the interviewer, uh, Brian Libby asked Beverly Cobain, if she thinks that was the reason Kurt took his own life, that his mainstream fame drove him crazy. And she said literally this, I believe there is a strong possibility that Kurt would have taken his life no matter what he chose as his career. His risk was very high. Untreated bipolar disorder, drug addiction, prior suicides of family members, alcohol, violence and unpredictability in his childhood, poor self-esteem, and violence in his married life. Kurt could have been a poster child for risk of suicide. Yeah. Holy shit. And this is the rest of that part, that answer. Also, I think you can never ever separate the influences of mental health and environmental factors. Our decisions for ourselves arise out of those two factors. One thing about decisions is that you never know if you made the wrong one until after you make it. That said, I expect that if I'm bipolar, responsible for being a role model for millions of kids, high most of the time, and I hate myself, I probably won't make decisions that'll serve me well. Oh, my God. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, making a really good case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, or it was his wife for money. <laughs> Maybe his wife did it for money. Well, you know what? My point there is Both less that, like... Like, it's still possible that it was murder. There's still evidence of that. I just want to, like, oh. in in the context of our show, this is what you can take from it. Like, your bipolar needs to be treated, and these things are things that affect you negatively. I don't want you to hear that and be like, well, I have all that, so I'm destined to die. That's yeah. not the case. Yeah. It's just you something to be paid attention to. There are so many things not being paid attention to by Kurt in his life, and that sucks, man. That's yeah. like, I mean... Uh, you were saying he was bullied a lot. Not only was he bullied a lot, he purposely put himself into positions to be bullied because of how irritated he was by his situation. Well, like yeah, yeah. his parents got divorced when he was really young and he hated that. It like really bothered him. And so he would do things to fuck with his parents. Like he was, uh, he was eventually put in like sole custody of his father. And one thing I read that he did was that he, he would, um, 
His father like pushed him to be in sports and he fucking hated sports. And so he was on the wrestling team and he was super good at it. And everyone knew that, but he still got bullied by the people on the wrestling team. I don't know. Yeah. Probably cause he was just different than them. And uh, <laughs> he's writing good lyrics. In yeah. Between bounds and they're like, right. what the fuck is this shit? What are you learning? <laughs> yeah. What are you like artistic? Uh, yeah. Severely artistic. So he purposely would lose wrestling matches to piss his dad off. Cool. And, uh, Just like a heel. And uh, <laughs> he also was obsessed with the idea. Uh, well, he really liked gay people from a very young age and like would befriend. He had, like one of his best friends was gay and he got bullied a lot for that because people just assumed he was gay. And then he said in interviews like and then at one point I was just like, well, sure, I'm gay, man. I don't fucking I don't see a problem with it. So I'm gay and fuck you. And uh, and he would say, tell people, ah, yeah, I'm bisexual. Probably. I don't know. And he would spray paint cars with the phrase God is gay because uh, and yeah, so he would just go out of his way to do the things that people were bullying him for because he thought they were wrong. And uh there was apparently is one of the reasons he was put in the sole custody of his father that his they both remarried pretty quickly mm -hmm. and his mother married an abusive stepdad and there was a lot of abuse in the house. Could have been his wife though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm here, what I can just keep thinking about with this is like it's like how fucked up were society's views on mental health and also women that right. it's like literally a person can shoot themselves, their gun is in their hand, there's a note. There's every re like months, years of evidence pointing up to that this person killed themselves. They kill themselves, and then everyone goes, "You know what? Maybe it was wife." Right? May you know what? This guy bummed. He he wrote a number one hit song. Yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, I just really love the way that Beverly talks about it. She says, uh, uh, in the same interview, she's asked about if there was. A history uh if there like was any alcoholism at home or any abuse at home and she said here's the quote on that it's my observation that the cobain men had painfully low self-esteem and used alcohol to relieve their inhibitions to feel like they thought everyone else felt hmm. it's so interesting man i want to meet her <laughs> I, I really like her she, he was also apparently diagnosed ADD, like super young, oh. and then was diagnosed bipolar not long after that. Oh, no. Yeah, and then the bipolar was basically just never treated at all. Um, and so in talking about that, she says, quote, it would be futile to think we can save everyone who considers suicide. Young people especially tend to be impulsive, their emotions intense, and many have not yet developed appropriate coping capabilities. The suicidal person typically believes he is a burden to others, that others will be better off without him, and or that there is no other way to end the pain of this dilemma. I just really like how she talks about it. She knows a lot about it. I want people to look her up. Yeah, you don't... <laughs> This competent woman who works in suicide and, you know, has insight. Uh, you know, it was probably women. It was probably all of women. Uh -huh. Because he was wearing dresses. Uh -huh. And he was empathetic to them. And they were like, let's silence this dude. Let's organize a hit. The weird thing is all the people. I think there was one guy in one documentary who was like, I did it. Like he was. Like, oh, yeah. The lead like, singer of The Mentors yeah. said <laughs> that like, Courtney... Paid him to do it. I know. But they later came out that that was... But that dude, I don't know. That dude is like the most suspect 
guy who clearly lives out of his fucking car and he's like well also have you ever listened to the mentors do you know anything irrespective of that yeah he's clearly mentally trained but yeah no i haven't heard the mentors no the reason i bring it up at all is like literally the mentors have like 30 songs where they say they're rapists like they're like bad people (laughs) like uh they're they're fucked up awful people yeah like yeah you know he makes a good point (laughs) maybe he did it and maybe he's confessing to all his crimes. I don't. Yeah, that that was one of the ones that I. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed <laughs> like that was just him. The reason I said that is that he's like a shock motherfucker. He like oh, likes totally. saying fucked up shit. That seemed like he didn't do it. Um, it's like, uh, is that the best witness we got? <laughs> <laughs> man, that guy is, was fucked up in that documentary. I thought he was like kind of like white power Jason, even. He no, definitely. Oh like, yeah, he's uh, a fucked up person. I mean, yeah. Um, there's this last quote from Beverly uh, that I really liked. She says this thing. I don't know. I, the reason, I, I guess, what I'm saying, I don't know. Like, I know that that's what's on everyone's mind with Kurt, the murder. But I don't care. I like don't. I'm. I don't really want to talk about that. We can talk about it because it's important to people. But I. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like the fact that, yeah, it doesn't matter to me at all. Because we're talking about a person who like dealt with problems and those problems are the part of it that matter to me the most, you know, because people are going through shit like that. And, uh, and then, and it's just so fascinating to me that surrounding this person's tragic, uh, like tragic life, we don't focus on all the pain that this person was going through and then talk about ways to deal with mental health around it. It's always been like this weird discussion. That's it doesn't saying, fucking man. matter. It drives me I crazy. Know. It, it kind of, I mean, it's like, I really just focus that like society was not ready to have any kind of discussion about suicide right. pu- publicly that right. on that national level. Also just like ingrained misogyny. But it's like, it's funny, like, say, like, the theories around the thing, all I can think of is, like, when Elvis died. Right. I remember growing up in a world where it was People still, were like, he's still alive. It was still a popular thing. He's Tupac. Al- he's alive. Yeah. And yeah, and like, Tupac. But, like, the Elvis thing now is gone, right? Right. Because now people are like, well, even if he was alive, he's now dead. Right. And, like, okay, maybe I was stupid in the first place. But, like, Tupac, that's, like, kind of waned away. Same same logic, where it's like, well, at this point, he's, like, old, if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he's in hiding, he's, like... Uh, but and, and so I think, like, with time, people will really just look at the Kurt thing and be like, oh, it was um, suicide. And, and in a way where we are... I mean, look at, like, say, how many, like, super... I don't want to say superstars, but, like, people who are very successful... Uh, who do commit suicide because it is just a way the human brain works. It has nothing to do with what your current situation is. Like you can't like, right. Well, I'm sad, but I've got just so much money. I really do (laughs) hope that we come to a cultural place of agreeing with Beverly Cobain Mm and that like people are wired for it. And the way to deal with it is to pay attention to it. Um, What she says at the end of her interview is this. The primary treatment for depression, the main precursor to suicide, is both medication and talk therapy. 
Neither works as well alone as they both do together. Spirituality is an inner resource that is helpful in dealing with any problem, but when serious depression is present, people are most often not in touch with their inner resources, no matter how strong, how intelligent, or how spiritual the person is. Mm. So the primary antidote for suicidal behavior, in my opinion, is the presence of caring people in one's life who know when something is wrong and who will take appropriate steps to help and support the unstable person when it is needed. Yeah! Yeah, dude, fucking... Those are good lyrics, dude. Dude. <laughs> She's got the talent. Yeah. It's just in the genes. Yeah, dude. dude. No, that was, yeah, definitely an articulate person. I, I am a big fan. I hear you. And I, I want to meet this person. I think that was very insightful. The article is on Consumer Health Interactive. It's called Even in His Youth, written by Brian Libby. The I found it as a link uh, to a thing on the Internet Archive, and so that might have been taken down. So go. You can search for it on uh, archive.org and you might have luck finding it if you can't find it on the regular fucking internet. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. That was that was great, actually. Like, Thanks, dude. I know we've like been, you know, it's almost like the pressure is built up, like, yeah. both with uh, both with Hitler and with Kurt Cobain. Totally. We're like, are we really going to go over the history of these people? I know. Or like, what are the, what are the things we want to talk about and take something away from? Yeah. And, um, totally, man. I like, yeah. Like you said, what are you going to say? The history of a Adolf Hitler's life? That would be insane. <laughs> Guys, you might want to look up this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is he? Uh, <laughs> from YouTube and the Joe Rogan experience is Adolf Hitler. Well, yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like we just, <laughs> what was there to talk about? And I'm glad. I can't believe that we found things to talk about with Hitler and Kurt. Actually, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's tons. These guys are weird. There's so much conspiracy theory about all of them. I mean, people thought Hitler was still alive. Yeah, I know. Years later, and him, the cloning thing is funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm like all into like here's part of it. Hitler was so weird. He like brought it on himself. Like he uh -huh. put all of this research from the Nazi party into like occultism. Right. And, like let's research like can the devil give me powers? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, what a sociopath. It's so funny that that like I mean he has this like psychotic, clearly psychotic view on the world and life and people and so many people followed him and then he was also doing that <laughs> shit and they were like totally yeah uh, yeah uh, this isn't weird none of this right. is weird <laughs> dude likes magicians all right <laughs> yeah dude's like really in <laughs> he goes to david blaine and he's like super serious about this shit uh yeah that was fun uh, man. this was great you guys are the best audience ever in the world make sure you come out if you're in los angeles to this uh live movie riff show i'm doing with jonah ray and uh baron vaughn on february 22nd and i'm doing these road dates in kansas city and detroit april 3rd and 5th figuring I, out some other stuff in between i got a bunch of dates in the south in march all over the south check out dave to the ross.com also i didn't get a chance to say i'm back from a, a big run around different parts of the country and i met so many of you in texas and oklahoma and toronto and cincinnati and it was the shit man what a fucking oh my god so many fun shows <laughs> i uh i'm gonna be back soon Thank you. I'm coming back next week. I'll be back. I'm <laughs> here. Those, why didn't you guys show up? What? What? You want me to do new jokes? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> nope, same yeah. stuff. And I'm, uh, I'm trying to line up more road dates, but uh, you you guys can follow where we're going to be at, at um, usually bands in town, mm-hmm. uh, our profiles, uh-huh. and just check our websites. We'll be posting up more show dates. Check our up. websites. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm putting two solo episodes up on Patreon uh, this week uh, because uh, from that touring, I missed one. Um, for last month and then so one for last month and one for this month so that's up on our patreon.com slash suicide buddies so much plugging thank you so much <laughs> we love you and we're glad you're alive we'll see you next week thank you guys so much for listening to suicide buddies remember we tell jokes about suicide and suicidal thoughts on this show because we've been there and that's how we deal with it not because we literally think someone killing themselves is funny we do not we do not think that We want everyone to stay here with us on Earth. So if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, contemplating suicide, please reach out to people. You are loved in this world. You can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. They're a great resource. They know what you're going through, and they will hear you. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.